This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score. And if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past. Well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com. That is blockbases.com. So thank you everyone for joining today. Cosmos Club, where we talk all things Cosmos, tweeting daily about what's going on, and then we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders of the Cosmos ecosystem. And today we have Vish from Quicksilver. Thank you so much, Vish, for coming back on. Hey, great to be here. So we like to start these spaces. Uh, perhaps we did that also last time, but uh, for anyone who didn't have the chance to tune in last time, which is a few months ago, uh, we like to start these spaces with a little bit of personal background. Uh, people come from all walks of life in uh, crypto and in Cosmos in particular, I feel. Um, some people are very technical, of course, building stuff. Some people are highly financial. Some people are very sort of graphic, artistic designers. And uh, then the other day I had a space where, uh, where it was uh, a chemical engineer, someone who had a background in chemical engineering. So yeah, that's uh, all walks of life, really. So Vish, tell us your personal story. How did you end up building uh, Quicksilver? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a very open space, you know, people from everywhere. Uh, I guess my background is really in economics. I studied economics in uni, did like a lot of research on you know, monetary economics and things like that. And that's where I sort of found crypto and started getting privately interested in it. Uh, after a while, like, you know, after I graduated, I started working in like, a bunch of like fintech startups. So that's where I got introduced like the startup world, right? So you have my private interest in crypto and then you also have me now working for a bunch of uh, potentially or so-called disruptive startups in web two still who are trying to change things. And then you, you put two and two together and I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe crypto and startup is something I should be looking at. And then I moved into Chorus One, which is a validator in the space and that's when like i really started deep diving into cosmos because your know, course one the co-founders of course one also were like some of the earliest team that you know did evaluate on the cosmos hub they led sort of the atom sale uh, so i got really into cosmos from there and governance and i started taking over that sort of role in, in course one and like another thing i was also doing is liquid staking research right which is uh, where I sort of developed like this core concept of Quicksilver. Uh, Chorus One has like a long history of researching liquid staking. We built, uh, and our co-founder Joe actually built one of the first working models of a liquid staking protocol back in 2018. Hack Atom, uh, we built Lido for Solana from there on. So just like a lot of liquid staking stuff. And then you know, me personally, I really wanted to spin out and build like a really innovative liquid staking solution, right? Because liquid staking across the board had looked very similar, right? If you look at liquid staking on 
Solana, if you look at it on ETH, Polkadot, any other ecosystem, it pretty much looks the same. Uh, but we wanted to do something like innovative, something Cosmos specific. Uh, so we built, so we spun out and like uh, built Quicksilver, which I still think if you like look at all the liquid staking protocols in crypto, it is one of the most unique ones in, in its design. Let's talk about that. Obviously, we can talk about Quicksilver on a high level, uh, just for anyone who is unaware. But uh, let's talk about how Quicksilver stands out, because I think uh, I, I tend to agree. Uh, Quicksilver is unique, but uh, always great to hear from uh, one of the founders. <laughs> yeah. So if you trace like the history of liquid staking and how like that design space developed, the primary problem to solve was fungibility, right? Like how do you issue a token, which is the same as every other token, same risk profile and everything. And that represents a staked position, right? This was the primary problem to solve. And the original solution, which we built in 2018 was, okay, you have a bunch of validators that the protocol chooses and it delegates whatever stake is incoming into this protocol amongst these validators, right? And that is a predetermined amount. Right. So now you have what people then start calling a whitelist. Right? And this is how Lido operated. And then we saw what what happened, what that model led to on Ethereum. Right. You had a highly centralized liquid staking space. And at one point, I think Lido only had a handful of validators, right? Like obviously in the recent in the recent days, they've been trying to decentralize it as much as possible. But the principle still remains broken, according to us, right? Which is uh, which is you can't really choose your validators. And while this is okay for ETH, I think in Cosmos, it's a pretty, pretty damn big deal because Cosmos is a delegated proof of stake network. And the operative word here being delegated, right? You're supposed to choose who you want to produce uh, blocks. So it's like an election that's ongoing all the time. Uh, and this really framed how Cosmos was built up, right? You had validators participating in governance and you had validators building stuff, validators running... IBC relayers, and all of these became competitive points. Now, liquid staking as it was threatened to like remove this interdependent relationship between users, in this case, delegators, validators, and the protocols, right? So Quicksilver's main goal was how do we preserve this? Because when we started building, we knew like Lido was coming to Cosmos, right? And we knew that they were going to implement the Lido model, which led to like huge amounts of centralization. So we're like, how do we combat this? Uh, and then on, on Solana, there was the Marinade, right? Which essentially said, we're going to distribute stake to the smallest 500 validators, I think it was, uh, which on Solana, right? Or, or some large number of validators. This, sure, it's better than the highly centralized model, but it's, again, completely arbitrary and random, right? Uh, you know, if one validator contributes more to the ecosystem, should they get more? So... To answer like these complex questions, we thought the best way to do it was to let people choose, uh, which is why like we've pretty painstakingly built in this thing called signaling intent. So every time you stake through Quicksilver, you can choose which validator you want your stake to end up with at the end of the day, right? And this is also like a implementation of intents and your intents have become like a very cool topic <laughs> over the last few months. But like we brought this up in our Feb white paper, right, where, and arguably ours is an easier, a simpler implementation of intents, but at the end of the day, it takes your stake 
and then distributes it to the validators you want it to be distributed to. It is a big deal. And again, for anyone who is not super into validators and the importance of validators, I mean, they, they decide on the commission, of course, so they affect the APR that you get. But perhaps even more importantly, like they vote on proposals, uh, how ecosystems and chains develop. They are definitely uh, sort of the, uh, the deciding factor, I would say, on whether you get qualify for airdrops as an individual, an inter- individual wallet. So yeah, across the board, validators are super important. And I think uh, it's a very good point that uh, Quicksilver is unique when it comes to liquid staking um, uh, protocols uh, and, and the relationship with validators, which is uh, a discussion that I don't feel like people are having enough of really. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'd also take it a step further. Right? I think good validators versus bad validators also determine a successful and an unsuccessful chain, right? Your committed validators who invest in the protocol can you know, really do a lot of things. Imagine like 100 or more organizations actively committed uh, to a chain, right? Versus 100 organizations just extracting value from the chain. So who validates on a chain uh, you know, actually makes like a pretty big, pretty big difference on the success or, or failure of the chain. Definitely, man. Definitely. So yeah, just to uh, summarize again for uh, the unaware listener, what can you do with Quicksilver right now? What can you stake? And, uh, and then let's talk about the, uh, the stuff that happened last time. For example, you uh, announced a, a new enterprise staking solution. I mean, people are piling in, it seems, from uh, traditional finance. We got BlackRock, of course, Fidelity, Citadel, like all the big guys are piling into Bitcoin these days. Uh, but, you know, this is just the beginning for traditional finance and, and of course, the broader enterprise space to, uh, to get into crypto. So, yeah, talk about, first of all, what you can do now with Quicksilver and then the, uh, these big announcements. Yeah. So currently you can stake uh, Atom, Osmo, Stars and Regen on Quicksilver to mint like Q assets. Uh, you can then take these Q assets and use them on a bunch of DeFi integrations and like Osmosis, uh, Umi, Shade, et cetera, right? But also working on getting other integrations up, right? Like Crescent, and Mars, and et cetera. Uh, so those are like the DeFi things you can do already uh, with Q assets. Uh, and then to your second question, right? There's this, so there's this new feature that we're working on called uh, Enterprise Liquid Staking. So I'll give you a bit of background on, on this, right? So as, essentially when I built this, or when I was like thinking about this, uh, there was a lot of demand from larger Atom stakers who wanted their own sort of staking derivative, right? For a bunch of like regulatory reasons or otherwise, they didn't want their assets pooled in uh, and wanted like a, a solution which, which enabled them to mint their own staking derivative, right? So think of it as liquid staking as a service. Right, so whatever, I, I went out there and I started like working on it. And then Quasar comes up and they're like, hey, you know what, we really need exactly what I, what I just said, right? And so Quasar is, is an enterprise, but it's not an enterprise in, in the traditional sense, right? And I, I've now seen like a lot of demand from DeFi protocols itself who want to issue their own staking derivative, right? So Quasar is launching this thing called the QIT, right? Which is the Cosmos index token, and this is going to be their sort of flagship product on their chain, right? So this 
so if you buy this, you essentially get exposure to the entire Cosmos ecosystem. And obviously, like they want to back this up with liquid staking tokens, right? So what they're essentially doing is they're issuing their own liquid staking tokens on Quicksilver. So they're going to have Quasar Q atoms. I mean, let's just call it that for now. I haven't given it a name, but let's call it Quasar Q atoms, right? Uh, and in this like Quasar community or the Quasar protocol can choose their own validators, right? So it's up to them which validators they want to promote. <laughs> and they can change this at any time based on hmm. Quasar governance, right? So think of like, an, instead of like one person liquid staking, an entire enterprise is liquid staking and they're sort of minting their own assets, right? With their own risk profile. And any slashing that happens is experienced only by them. Uh, and it's based on only their choices. So it's a completely isolated staking derivative. And now Quasar will essentially pile this up, you know, like Quasar Qatom, Quasar Qosmo, et cetera, and launch this like QIT token, which is the Quasar index token, right? And then this will go in on their vaults, et cetera, et cetera. So I think this is it's like a pretty damn great partnership. It would bring, one, bring like a very interesting new paradigm in liquid staking where protocols can mint their own liquid staking token. And I've also seen like interest from like Kujira, from like Tenet. So like anybody that's trying to create like an ecosystem and want their own risk isolated LSDs uh, can use Quicksilver to issue those LSDs. Interesting. Interesting. So just to make sure we understand uh, and to dumb it down for simple minds like myself. So Quasar, we had them on, by the way, and uh, great guys. I can never pronounce his name, but Vajo, Vilo, I think. Yeah. But yeah, so basically what you can do with Quasar, uh, similar to Sommelier that others might know, you can create these vaults that generate yield. Um, so Cosmos Native, IPC enabled, the whole shebang. Um, obviously, when you talk about creating vaults and yield, etc., Liquid staking assets is hard to ignore <laughs> uh, and definitely something that they need to address. And it seems like you guys have come together and done that, done exactly this. But then, so is it a vault that, or multiple vaults that you create and then wrap, wrap it up in this uh, KSR index token? Or how, how does that work exactly? Um, maybe you just mentioned it, but I just want to try to dumb it down a yeah. bit so everybody understands. Yeah, so this will be like a new product that they're going to launch on top of their vaults. So you can essentially go on Quasar and then you can swap your Atom for QIT or you can swap your Osmo for QIT or whatever else, right? So now you have a token whose underlying is a bunch of Cosmos assets. Now, I'm not entirely sure which assets they're finally going with. This is probably a question for the Quasar team, but you can expect like your big Cosmos assets, right? Your Atom, yeah. Osmo, more stars, etc. Hmm. Uh, and so once you have this asset, you can do whatever you want with it, right? You can just hold it to gain like a risk-weighted exposure to the entire Cosmos ecosystem. So if like one of the assets does poorly, one of the assets does really well, your risk is spread across the entire ecosystem, right? And this will also drive demand for those who've been like reluctant to get into Cosmos because they think that there's risk in like the, the individual tokenomics of each chain, right? Some chain may be too inflationary, some chain may be 
may have like unique tokenomic properties, right? Which uh, like they're too scared to get into and like sort of predict that. Uh, so this will be a good way for like those people outside the ecosystem also to gain like a broad exposure to the entire Cosmos ecosystem. Now, my guess is, and you know, I'm pretty sure this has come up in the conversation stuff that you can then like put these QIT tokens in vaults, right? In Quasar vaults and sort of use them in like mm-hmm. DeFi there. But all of the underlying for all of this are like Quicksilver assets. These are Quasar Quicksilver tokens. Yeah. Okay. I see. Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, the the teaching within me is uh, is almost coming back to life here. Um, it it becomes. I think for a lot of people, it it seems overly complex. But really, all it is is you have li- instead of locking up your tokens, staking them, you can still. Uh, secure the chain and, and get yield, but your token stays liquid. Uh, you don't have the 21 days or whatever to uh, to get the tokens back. Then you can start adding those to vaults to generate further yield. Um, just like you lock up in a bank account. So if you have a piece of paper that is generating yield, you can take that paper to your bank account or protocol in this case <laughs> in DeFi. Um, that's really all it is. It's, it's very basic concepts, uh, but I think it's useful to refer to something that people can relate to in, the, in their data lives um, uh, to get out of our uh, DGN bubble sometimes. <laughs> it's healthy. Um, but yeah, so uh, the enterprise product uh, staking solution is, uh, is getting adoption from day one, it sounds like. Uh, what's the vision of uh, enterprise staking solutions? Because I, I can imagine that you can take this Many directions, uh, you know, to many places. Obviously, starting with Cosmos chains and projects like Kesar. But yeah, uh, are there any other on the roadmap? You mentioned Kujira, for example, or, or maybe perhaps taking it beyond Cosmos. Also, I don't know. Yeah. So by design, it's pretty agnostic, right? Like anybody can come up and put up a governance proposal and mint their own their own version of a Q asset, right? So from that point of view, it's pretty. Uh, pretty flexible. Now, in terms of like the use cases I see, I initially thought that this was something that funds and institutions and uh, and VCs would probably use, right? Because of the regulatory restrictions they have, which prevent them from using liquid staking protocols, right? But I guess that sort of perspective has changed. Like when I heard sort of Quasar's request, now I think that there's like a also like a strong case to be made for like chain specific liquid staking protocols, right? And like, I brought up Kujira because like, I know that a while back they were thinking of launching their own liquid staking protocol on their own chain. Uh, and obviously I just, because of resources, constrained that a lot on the plate that didn't go through. And I thought, hey, like what if this Quicksilver enterprise solution was there and they could essentially issue their own assets and build liquidity for them there on their chain and sort of kick off that ecosystem around their own assets, right? Assets issued on their own chain. Uh, so yeah, I, I see like the first layer of demand from like DeFi protocols. And it can also go beyond, right? Like I, I recently spoke to like Tenet chain. And obviously like these things aren't like confirmed, right? But there clearly is demand. Like they, they like something like this, right? Uh, Tenet chain is this chain which is bringing together liquid staking tokens from a bunch of different ecosystems uh, 
and like creating this LSD Fi chain, right? So they'll have stable coins against it and a bunch of other DeFi uh, primitives against liquid staking derivatives. Uh, and you can also stake them to sort of secure the tenant chain. And you know, they were interested in using like an enterprise liquid staking solution to sort of issue their own uh, own Q asset and then take it there, right? So that is, I'd say, the first layer. The second layer of use cases I've seen come about is taking Atom to other ecosystems, right? So I've been talking with this team called RhinoFi, who are like a DeFi aggregator slash launchpad on Ethereum. <laughs> so their entire problem is that, okay, you know, you can mint stake derivatives, take them over to ETH, but what happens to ICS rewards, right? Like who gets the interchange security rewards that, uh, you know, that these uh, staked atoms generate, right? And obviously like now the entire narrative of atom is being switched towards these ICS rewards, which are supposed to be generated. So they don't want the users to be locked out of it. So what they're doing is they're probably going to issue their own Rhino Atom or something like that, and then have their own system of reward distribution, which brings these ICS rewards from uh, Atom to Ethereum, right? And they want, they, and they then want like ETH users to get exposure to staked Atom, right? So this, so this all this also makes a strong case for protocols and other chains. Uh, who want like some who want to like display atom or sell atom uh, to their users? They can also use something like this to do that. Beautiful. It's uh, I mean, it's interesting how you guys have uh, with the core focus of validators, which is super important for liquid staking protocols. If you ask me, and then you you build this enterprise product. Is is Quicksilver slowly but surely becoming uh, sort of the uh, go-to place for? Or protocols, other protocols to adopt liquid staking? Is that, is that sort of the, the roadmap that you see ahead for, for Quicksilver? Yeah, I think that is like an interesting niche that like at least I've been ex- excited about because it's such like an unexplored such an unexplored field, right? And such an unexplored market. And I think that's what we're really good at, you know? I think the way we design this solution, like the amount of like features we put into it uh, you know, we're not the smash and grab sort of approach, right? We have like, uh, I think the audience we can reach is more more innovative, more in these like unexplored niches. So it's definitely something that excites me, like the potential that like this this user base can, can bring like protocols and, and validators and stuff like that. Because I think that's also like a large an untapped market, right, which can also really boost DeFi and capital efficiency. Uh, so yeah, that's something something we're looking at. Though obviously, I'm I'm not saying that it's a it's a singular focus. I, I don't think at this we're too early in the liquid staking game for anyone to have singular focuses. I think you know the LSM isn't out yet. Uh, it's still like very very early days. Liquid staking has barely been around for a little over six months, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah. It's early days, but it, it seems to be one of the big narratives, if not the biggest narrative that uh, we will hear about uh, during the next cycle. And also, like, with the uh, Ethereum and the merge moving to pro- from proof of work to proof of stake, 
think it's more or less consensus, except for the Bitcoin community, which is special. <laughs> but it's consensus across DeFi and crypto and all that stuff that proof of stake and delegated proof of stake is the future. And that means we need to secure the chain by staking it, but people also want DeFi. So we don't want to lock up all the liquidity uh, in, the, in staking with validators. We would like liquid staking. So it is going to be a huge narrative and, and thing in, in the future of DeFi and crypto. And it, it makes total sense to carve out a niche. Uh, you call it a niche, but it, it could be tremendously big if everybody needs to adopt uh, liquid staking assets and, and protocols. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing, right? Like DeFi cannot e exist in a proof of stake world without liquid staking. It's simply impossible, right? Until and, and like this is recent, like until now, you probably had a good 70 to 80 percent of DeFi on Ethereum and Ethereum was proof of work, right? They did not need liquid staking. And now that they've gone proof of stake, I, I think everyone's just realized how big liquid staking is in the proof of stake world. Because yeah. now DeFi protocols simply just need liquid staking to survive on ETH, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that realization is then just driving the sort of demand for liquid staking all over. Makes perfect sense. And if, if Quicksilver becomes the epicenter for deploying liquid staking features or, yeah, being able to issue liquid staking assets, I mean, that's a huge thing, right? <laughs> Not just in Cosmos, but across crypto. So, um but yeah, interesting to see how this plays out. But talk to us about the roadmap then, um, unless you already uncovered it. But uh, yeah, what what can we look forward to uh, with Quicksilver in the near future? Yeah, so I've, I've uncovered a part of it, right? So there's definitely this like enterprise liquid staking feature coming out. We already have like the first two, three clients sorted out, as, as I just talked about. Uh, and yeah, we have another major, major upgrade coming in September, October. Uh, can't really go into can't really go into the details of sort of building it in stealth, but it's like a major upgrade to how liquid staking works in Cosmos, right? Like the entire nature of the LST and, and reward distribution and stuff is going to be changed. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty exciting. Uh, well, we're going to talk about it soon, but I think a sort of change approach from last time. Uh, you know, last time we talked extensively about what we were building. Uh, I think now we're going to sort of almost get very close to launch and then talk about stuff in detail. But yeah, there's like a big upgrade coming at like October. Uh, this you is know, probably we, uh, a bus, right? Yeah, that, uh, that would make a lot of sense. You know we're suckers for alpha here, so I always have to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is actually pretty big alpha in itself. I don't think I've ever said, said it publicly that we're working on a major... Upgrade yeah. that changes the design of Quicksilver, and pretty much. Yeah, and, I, and I haven't heard uh, uh, October be mentioned. Obviously, we should take dates with a grain of salt because there are technical complexities and a lot of things that need to fall into place. But, uh, but yeah, I haven't heard you speak uh, so specifically about uh, you know being uh, being able to go to mainnet with it. So yeah, yeah. exciting stuff. Um, I always yeah. like to, to, to use these spaces also to, to perhaps dream a bit. And I think uh, the dream of Quicksilver is, uh, is really starting to unfold, with, uh, especially with this enterprise staking solution. So imagine yourself, Vish, sitting in your, on your front porch or wherever you're comfortable sitting uh, 5, 10, 15 years from now. If you look back 
at, let's just say, the past 10 years and see what Quicksilver has become, what would uh, fill your heart with pride? You know, what would make you think like, I'm so glad we did this. It's exactly what we set out to build. How would Quicksilver then look like? Yeah, I think if uh, I talk about five years, right? Maybe 10 years is too, too long down the line. But let's say five years down the line, what I'd really like to see is, uh, you know, like a unique liquid staking protocol and more. That's That solves like a lot of problems, right? And the solutions are cutting edge in, in everything we saw, right? I think that's always been like our day one approach of doing things, uh, you know, Sure, in, in the short run, it's not always great, right? Because you're you're really complex stuff to build. The more cutting edge it is, the more complex it is. Uh, but five years down the line, I'd like to look back and say this is some really really cool piece of tech that we got to build, and it's it solved some serious problems that existed, and you know hopefully it plays a part in like the grander cosmos story, which you know I'm pretty pretty bullish on, and you know hope like we can. So be part of that narrative and, and you really expand on that multi-chain, multi-chain future, right? And to give context on why I'm em- emphasizing on multi-chain is because um, a lot of the Quicksilver features that even though we've delivered so far are, are like is coming in the next upgrade, right? Which I think is conservatively a, a month from now uh, is also pretty unique because for the first time like we are actually doing interchain queries at like a really, really large scale, and like we're tracking assets and other chains cryptographically and stuff for like the Quicksilver core logic, uh, which is all like pretty new stuff. So uh, sure, that's not really to core liquid staking, but five years down the line, I want to look back and, and you know think that we built all this. Awesome. Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of things to be worked out for sure and uh, a lot of ecosystems and chains to integrate with we are moving towards a multi-chain future there's no question about it cosmos if you ask us of course is going to play a huge role in that future that actually brings me to a question that uh, we have from the community which i think is a good one and a very relevant one that is about the whole discussion about app chains versus consumer chains now that obviously uh, Neutron is live, uh, renting security from the Cosmos Hub. We have Stride. A, um, I don't know if I should call them a competitor, but at least a liquid staking alternative uh, to a Quicksilver. They are also uh, moving to be a consumer chain. So I have to ask you, uh, also on behalf of the community, if you had to sort of do it all over, or even if you look ahead, uh, is it going to be app chains or consumer chains that's going to dominate in, uh, in, in in Cosmos in particular? What, what do you think, Fish? I think it'll probably be a bit of both. Uh, I really think like once mesh security comes out, uh, we're mm. going to find out how that exactly plays out because like how many consumer chains are going to move to mesh security when that comes out? Like I know Stride is, uh, at, at least like that's their intention right openly. Uh, so it really seems like okay, with mesh security, you can solve the economic security problem of app chains, right? You can like leverage these broad mesh relationships instead of leveraging all of your security from one chain, which is a Cosmos hub, right? So that immediately has a bunch of benefits. 
because Cosmos Hub can be part of this set that you leverage economic security from. So clearly my security has that o o over like ICS v1, right? Uh, so if you look at it in that sense, ICS is only really useful if you want to, if you don't want to bootstrap a validator set, right? If you think you can't find validators or don't want to have a token, right, to incentivize validators to give out staking rewards, then it makes like a lot of sense for you to deploy as a consumer chain, right? Uh, you, you have a chain like Duality going up and they have no token, right? If, I, if they have no token, they can't mm -hmm. be an app chain because they don't have staking rewards, they can't, no, nobody will validate the, validate the chain. So ICS sure. will be useful for stuff like that. Well, I think the rest will move to like a mesh security looking solution. That makes a ton of sense. And yeah, mesh security is sort of the missing piece for app chains to continue to thrive in the years to come, even though ICS and the Cosmos Hub is, uh, is growing in importance. In a way, it's a very symbiotic relationship. I think it's, it's awesome to see both of them working together in unison, <laughs> um, growing the Cosmos ecosystem, uh, perhaps even more than we would otherwise if it wasn't there. Yeah, no, I'm also really happy that uh, ICS is not directly competing with my security because for a while that was sort of the paradigm, right? It sort of felt like, you know, mesh security is coming from Osmosis and Cosmos in opposition to ICS, Cosmos Hub. But I think at this point, like all of the core teams are pretty aligned. There's ICS v V1 and then it'll, everything will move to mesh security, right? Uh, so I think all the teams are now aligned. And that's great, you know, because we're not re reinventing the wheel, building two different versions of a similar thing. Because ICS had ICS V1 v2 and v3 on the roadmap right which looks very similar to mesh security through mm. that the the last question that we have uh, for today and then before we close this thing off of course uh, is about cosmos role in uh, in making quicksilver in the next five years as you as you mentioned uh, to make quicksilver what it will become uh, obviously being the cosmos club we are almost exclusively focused on, on Cosmos, Cosmos Tech, what's going on in the ecosystem. So the question that we always like to ask is, how do you see Cosmos being so important and paramount even to, uh, to Quicksilver to, to fulfill the, uh, the dream within the next 5, 10, 15 years that, uh, that you see coming to Quicksilver? Yeah, I think in, in some ways like Quicksilver... Quicksilver needs Cosmos chains, and right? we need more Cosmos chains to come out to thrive. And this really makes the value proposition of Quicksilver unlimited, right? I, I'll tell you what I mean by unlimited, right? If you deploy a liquid staking solution on ETH or Solana, right, you know what your total addressable market is because there's only so much ETH you can stake, there's only so much Solana you can stake. But in Cosmos, you can have new chains come up, you know, which could be insanely more valuable, right? And chains could come up which probably as valuable as the Cosmos Hub itself, and they're not created yet. So Quicksilver has sort of this unlimited opportunity to grow as chains come out, right? And a bunch of exciting chains are around the corner, right? I think Say is coming out, Celestia is coming out, Saga is coming out, uh, DYDX is coming out as an app chain. You know, there's talk about MakerDAO coming as a Cosmos app chain. And these are some like big, big, big name products, right, which 
you know, could potentially be valued in hundreds of millions, maybe even billions of dollars. And, you know, as these chains come in, Quicksilver's potential to grow only keeps increasing, right? Uh, so, yeah, in that way, we, like, absolutely need this app chain thesis to thrive and survive and, like, more chains to use the Cosmos stack uh, to create app chains. Definitely, man. And that's uh, lucky for us. We uh, we are seeing that, right? More and more app chains and consumer chains proposals for it are coming up. So, but yeah, it is a it's a it's a great place to be, and uh, can't wait to see what happens in the next cycle. I mean, with all this, uh, recently in in the Cosmos Club, we compared uh, the last run up to the cycle to uh, to what we see right now. It seems like. You know, these Bitcoin, Bitcoin ETFs and all that stuff uh, could be a catalyst event for the next cycle. And it's just marvelous to see all the different ideas on paper and thoughts, Twitter discussions, whatever, that were being talked about uh, before the last cycle started to happen. And then until now, like almost all of it has been either executed on or started being executed on already. That just brings us tremendously confidence that Cosmos is going to be here in the long haul because we just keep delivering and building out the uh, not just the tech stack, but also the ecosystem. And that, yeah, it's just marvelous to see, really, all the hard work being done by uh, builders all over the world, including Quicksilver, of course. So, uh, so yeah, we thank you for that, Vish. Is there anything we left out today, Vish? Is there anything the community can do before we close this thing off? Uh, obviously, people should follow you on Twitter and all that stuff, but uh, what can we do to help Quicksilver? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, all I'd say is like continue supporting us. Like we, you know, love, like love our loyal community. We have sort of always been there like through the ups and downs. You guys have any questions, feel free to reach out, talk to us. You know, you have want to suggest anything on the product side, on like integration side, anything like we want to operate as like a decentralized entity right so feel free to like come into our telegram and discord and like get involved right like no hesitation there uh, yeah i think that's about it beautiful thank you so much for coming on again uh, vish and we look forward to follow your continuous progress over at quicksilver thanks a lot thanks for having me take care man Ciao. this episode is sponsored by blockbases your platform to navigate web3 safely Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you, before making any detrimental mistakes risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score, and if you find yourself wondering, hmm, Maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past? Well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com, that is blockbases.com.